One of the words I love about Christmas is the word Emmanuel. I don't know whether you know the hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and Rescue Captive Israel. It's a beautiful hymn, and the word Emmanuel means God is with us. That's what Christmas is about. Colin Cook here, and how it happens. Thank you again for joining me today. You're listening to the good news of the gospel. We usually go through the book of Romans, but we're pausing for a week during Christmas week. We usually go through the book of Romans each year to a year and a half and and discover and explore, rather explore, the gospel as it is described by Paul, and then how our faith puts trust in God for the good news of the gospel that he's brought to us. We call this program How It Happens because it's how the gospel and the grace of God happens and how faith happens. So if you'd like to join me each day, you can, Monday through Friday, each weekday, Monday through Friday at 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning on KLTT AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas. Or you can listen to the program any time of the day or night online. Simply download a free app, um, SoundCloud, and then key in how it happens with Colin Cook. Uh, You can do the same with Podbean. Or you can go directly there to soundcloud.com slash faithquest or faithquest.podbean.com. Well, you know, this word Emmanuel occurs in uh, Isaiah 7, verse 14, but it's quoted uh, in the New Testament by Matthew in chapter 1 when he's telling the story about Jesus' birth. And it's it's quite a remarkable uh, passage when you think it through. Let's read it for a minute. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows— After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take your to take to yourself Mary your wife for that which is conceived in her is of the holy spirit and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins so all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the lord through the prophet isaiah behold the virgin shall cons- shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which is translated God with us well <laughs> this is a, a remarkable passage i'm i'm a little uh, humored by it because you wonder what God is up to when he makes Jesus of such ill reputation from the word go I mean, what gossip must be uh, uh, surrounding this child? It's acknowledged there in uh, verse 20, uh, well, rather verse 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, I mean, he was a man of integrity, 
not wanting to make her a public example, in other words, not wanting her to be ashamed or shamed publicly, had in mind to to uh, change his mind, to um, reverse the uh, the engagement and uh, uh, just call it off so that uh, the scandal wouldn't spread around because here she was pregnant and yet they hadn't married yet, which was a very, uh, very, very uh, scandalous thing if it had been the case uh, in, in those days. So Jesus arrives not only, as I said yesterday, in this quiet, humdrum uh, situation or setting uh, where there are um the, you know the 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 shepherds and uh, in their fields just doing their ordinary humdrum job uh, having a late night meal possibly out in the open there under the stars a little bit chilled maybe ch- chatting about uh, trivial things family issues maybe then uh, taking uh, going to sleep while the sheep are uh, just uh, quietly resting themselves and then suddenly all the glory around, and uh, God visits them through angels and tells them about the birth of Jesus. And then here in Matthew, we have this astonishing idea, this, this astonishing suggestion or, or appearance that uh, Mary was pregnant before marriage. What was God up to? And I think it gives us some idea of the humility of our Heavenly Father, of the beauty of His shyness almost, that He comes to human beings, that He visits His creation in the same kind of situation in which His creation is. I mean, everybody has a tarnished history. Everybody has secrets. Everybody has uh, skeletons in the closet. We all want to uh, be in a situation where nobody knows our secrets. Well, God was in that. God put himself in that situation too. By becoming a human being in a very compromising way, or apparently compromising way. And thus we come to the word Emmanuel, God with us. Granted, there are many uh, religions of the world that believe their gods visited them, but those gods were not the almighty God, the eternal creator of all the universe, the one and only true God. They were simply one of many, many, many gods that visited. We Christians believe the crazy message, and yet the true message, that God, the creator of the universe, the creator of the hundred billion galaxies, the creator of worlds and stars and solar systems and galaxies, visited us and came and lived among us. And he took his time, too. He was thirty before his ministry began, and so he learned to live as a human being lives, under the authority of his mom and dad, 
all going through all of the restrictions of youth, childhood and youth, being misunderstood by his uh, classmates, maybe, and ridiculed, perhaps, as an unusual child, too intellectual for his own good, and on and on. And Jesus experienced what human beings experience. So Christmas is about God visiting. Yes, we can have parties if they are for the real, true purpose. But the idea behind a party is a celebration that God visited humanity. I know we've forgotten all that. Christmas and Christmas trees and toys and presents and parties and what have you. We've, we've forgotten the core. The joy should be there. The celebration should be there. The hurrahs should be there. The food, the drinks. But because God has visited us. And not because we're rather nice people, but because he loves us and has come to rescue us. You notice when the angels announced Jesus coming here in Matthew, and I repeat this is Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 onwards to the end of the chapter, it says, And she, that is Mary, will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus means Jehoshua saves. Jesus, Jehovah saves. Jehoshua saves. Jesus didn't come to visit us because we're rather nice people. Yes, we will be nice when he does the saving, but there is the saving that comes first. And so God came to the world. God visited humanity because humanity desperately needed his presence, desperately needed his rescue operation, desperately needed his salvation. So when we recognize that Jesus, that God came to the world to visit us, God with us, we say, well, why? Why is he coming? What's the deal? Is he coming to judge? No. Is he coming just because he's a bit lonely and wanting to visit and be with us? No. He's coming because we need to be rescued. And that celebration, therefore, has a sort of two-edged sword to it. We're celebrating because we're so thrilled that God has deigned to look upon us and to love us. But we're also celebrating, or rather, that celebration has a tinge of sort of weariness about it, nervousness, because, oh, we're in the soup. We're in a bad situation. We need to be saved. And this plan of salvation is not something suddenly cooked up at the spur of the moment. What we look at here in verse 22 It says, So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. We as Christians, along with the Jewish people, recognize that the Messiah has been predicted. Now, the Jewish people do not accept that Jesus is that Messiah, but we, because of God's mercy to us, who has given us faith to be able to believe it, we 
know that Jesus is that Messiah that was prophesied right from the beginning. In fact, right back into the book of Genesis. You will see it there in chapter 3, verse 15 of Genesis. And then on it goes, and even Moses prophesies that God will raise up one like him who will save the people. And then we have those wonderful prophecies in Micah and Isaiah and other places. So God has planned all this. He has planned the day and the time when he will arrive. And that brings me to that thought where Jesus says in the book of Mark, Verse 15, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Turn and believe in the gospel. Now look, that sentence has a sense of urgency about it. It's as if Jesus had been waiting for 30 years for it to happen. And he's saying, come on now, it has arrived. The kingdom of God has arrived. When it says the kingdom uh, is at hand, that word, that phrase is at hand means it has arrived because Jesus is the king. And when he comes, the kingdom of grace has arrived because the king has arrived. And so we are celebrating something utterly phenomenal. God has come to visit us. So this Christmas time, try to find a place where you're alone. Alone for a few minutes, maybe half an hour, maybe two or three minutes, and think of God visiting you. It's not about parties and presents, and yes, that may be included, but it's about the visit of God. And he's not come simply to visit, but to stay. Emmanuel is God abiding with us. When you think of it that way, you lift your heart up and you say, Father, I never thought it possible that you would come and visit me. Least of all did I think you would come and stay with me. But thank you for being my companion.